Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today our church around the world celebrates the great feast of the Holy Trinity. We as Catholics believe in one God and three persons of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all equal in majesty, grandeur, and power. Now, when I was at Mundelein Seminary, we had a professor there that whenever he sneezed and one of us said, God bless you, like most people would do, out of kindness, he would always turn and look at us and say, which one do you mean, Father, Son, or Holy Spirit? Now, at first, it kind of perplexed us, but then I think we finally caught on as seminarians, what this priest, professor, was trying to teach us. As seminarians, he wanted us always to have the mindset that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We must always have that Trinitarian mindset. Now, granted, sometimes it's hard. Why? Because when we read the Gospels, we read mostly about Jesus. We see glimpses of the Holy Spirit and the Father, but mostly it's primarily about Jesus. Therefore, when we hear that word God or Lord, immediately we think of Jesus. And therefore, we maybe tend to leave out the Father and the Holy Spirit. And I think this is what that priest and professor at the seminary was trying to teach us. Whenever we think about God, whether it's in the sacraments and sacred scripture, in our own prayer, we must always think of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Trinitarian, three persons. In fact, if you look at the Catholic faith, it is heavily stamped by the Trinity whether it's doctrine, dogma, the sacraments, sacred scripture, our faith, the Catholic Church, is heavily stamped with the Holy Trinity. That's why our church asks us this weekend to set aside some time to truly appreciate the Holy Trinity and to learn a little bit more about it so our faith can grow. Now, go to the scripture readings. The first reading is from Proverbs. Now, before we go into the scripture reading, it's helpful to know a little bit of Proverbs and the background behind it. Proverbs is a book that is amongst many that is considered part of the wisdom literature of sacred scripture. Some other books are Psalms, Wisdom, Sirach. Now, these books are all considered part of wisdom literature because they teach us about the virtuous life, And more to it, they teach us about God and divinity. We'll go now into this passage from Proverbs from this weekend. It says, When the Lord established the heavens, I was there. When he marked out the vault over the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, 
when he fixed fast the foundations of the earth, when he set for the sea its limits, so that the waters should not transgress his command. Then was I beside him as his craftsman, and I was his delight day by day. Well, we know one person is the Lord, the other person is wisdom, but we know don't really know who this person wisdom is. John tells us at the very beginning of his gospel, John chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, John reveals the Word is Jesus Christ. Jesus himself reveals himself. From time to time, he tells the apostles he is the Word of God. Now, go back to that first reading from Proverbs. What's happening here? Proverbs is essentially describing creation, the story of creation, and how the Holy Trinity was there at the moment in which this entire universe, our time, our space, this dimension we live in was created. The Holy Trinity was there and present. Now, it may seem a little nebulous from this passage from Proverbs, But a greater glimpse, a greater picture of the Trinity at the time of creation. Well, look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. It says there was a wasteland, an abyss, and a mighty wind hovered or brooded over the water. Well, that's perfect, isn't it? A mighty wind? Where have we heard that before? Well, last week, right? The apostles heard a mighty wind. It shook the building that they were in right before they received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is described as a mighty wind from time to time. Well, there you see the Holy Trinity, you know, displaying or revealing itself at the time of creation, which means what? At the time of creation of this universe, of our space and time, the Holy Spirit was present and they were all working together. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they were all like-minded. They all had the proper mindset together. Their wills were all properly aligned to each other. There was never a moment in which just the Father alone created everything in this entire universe and the Son and the Holy Spirit just sat on a couch and watched were bystanders. No, all three persons of the Holy Trinity were working together to create the universe, time and space that we know here and now for the express purpose for all of us to benefit by it. Now, with that in mind, go into the gospel. Here, Jesus says to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me, because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason I told you, that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Well, Jesus now tells the apostles and us, the Holy Trinity is present amongst them. He's telling them the Holy Spirit will come and teach them, reinforce everything that Jesus has taught them. Why? because this is the express will of the Father. Now, it tells us what? This tells us, both Proverbs and this Gospel, that the Holy Trinity 
is always of the same mindset, the same mission. You know, there was never a point in which the Son said to the Father and the Holy Spirit, you know, I don't agree with you, and therefore I'm going to go on my own. You know, you guys do whatever you want. No, that never happened. The Holy Trinity, from the very beginning of time, of creation, time, space, and this dimension we live in, from that beginning, the Holy Spirit was always together, even to the end of time, always working the same mission, the same mindset to help us grow in a greater love of God and friendship, as well as our faith in God. Now, the Holy Spirit continues to reveal itself throughout sacred scripture, many different ways. Look at the story of the Annunciation. The angel Gabriel comes to Mary with good news. Now, the news that he tells to Mary are the express words of the Father. He tells Mary that the Holy Spirit will descend upon Mary and she will conceive. So the Holy Spirit is there. Scholars and theologians believe that as soon as Mary said yes to the angel, she immediately conceived. So now we see the Son, you know, in the womb of Mary. A better picture of the Holy Trinity is at the time of Jesus' baptism. Here he rises out of the Jordan River, baptized by John, The Father, from the cloud, we hear a voice, and he says, you know, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit, in the form of a dove, descends upon Jesus. Well, there is a perfect portrait of the Holy Trinity. And yet, the Holy Trinity continues to reveal itself, not just in sacred scripture, but in other ways, in doctrine and dogma. Just look at the sacraments. Whenever we baptize a child, we always baptize the child by pouring water over their head. And we say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Just look at our Mass. Our Mass is heavily stamped with the Holy Trinity. The very beginning of Mass, what do we do? We sign ourselves with the cross. We say in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we believe all three persons of the Holy Trinity are present at our Mass. That's why we immediately address all three of them. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are present with us as we worship them at Mass. What's the very thing we do at the very end of Mass? The priest blesses the people. And he says, May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Well, the priest is essentially being used as an instrument of God's grace. It is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that are blessing the people at Mass. They just do it in and through the priest, who is used as an instrument of their grace. Nonetheless, at the very end of Mass, it truly is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit blessing all the people so that they can go out and continue to live in the faith. Well, you say to yourself, okay, I get all this, but what does it mean to me personally? Well, first and foremost, we have to realize the Holy Trinity is constantly revealing itself to us many different ways, in Scripture, in the sacraments, at Mass, in our doctrine and dogma. What must we do? Keep a close eye out for it. Keep our heart, our mind, and our soul open to it. Take it a step further. As the Holy Trinity is revealing itself to us, 
It's doing it for the express purpose of helping us grow in our love, our friendship, and our faith in God. I'll give you a good analogy to help you understand this a little bit better. Picture in your mind a friend. Well, how did you become a friend with that person? Well, maybe you grew up with that person. You went to school with them. Maybe you are on an athletic team with that person. Maybe you work with that person. There was something about them that attracted you. Maybe they had a great sense of humor. Maybe they were a great athlete. You could learn something from them. Well, maybe you just felt comfortable talking to them. Whatever it was, your friendship increased. You began to do more things with them. But more importantly, you began to talk to them more and more. And when you did that, you shared, you revealed things to them, your thoughts and your feelings, things about maybe yourself and your family, Remember, maybe your joys and your hardships, your challenges. In turn, that person shared or revealed those same things with you. And the more and the more you shared and revealed yourself with that person, the more your friendship grew stronger and stronger to the extent that now you no longer call them just a friend. Instead, they are a good friend or even your best friend. Well, now take that analogy and apply it to the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity is constantly revealing itself to us. Why? For the express purpose of helping us grow in a greater love, friendship, and faith in God. Now realize, God knows us intimately. Great example. Go to God's call of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 5. He says to Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you a prophet to all the nations. That's the level of intimacy that God knows us better than we know God. But look at the flip side. We don't really know God that well. But don't worry. We're finite creatures. There's only so much we can take in and understand. God is infinite. He knows everything. And see, that's the reason why he reveals himself to us. The Holy Trinity is constantly revealing themselves to us in many different ways for the express purpose, you know, just like a friend, for the express purpose of helping us over time grow in a greater love, friendship, and faith of God. And see, that's why it is so important for us always to recognize the Holy Trinity, not just in our faith, but also active in our life. And that is truly worth celebrating. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.